This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Gen Z Money. Today, we're talking about how to get out of debt, and I thought, what better to do than to chat to someone who's actually done it firsthand? So today on the show, we have Geordie. Thanks so much for joining us, Geordie. Hey, hey, Galen. Yeah, good. Thank you. Hey, Jordi, um, I originally saw your post on the My Millennial Money Facebook group. Um, you posted in there as a bit of a celebration for paying down um, all of your debt at the time. So, could, can I ask how much debt that was that you were in um, at the start? Roughly $21,000 of commercial debt. Awesome. Okay, cool. I'd love to find out how you managed to pay that down because I'm sure there are people listening that might be in a similar situation and might just not know where to start because I can imagine um, being in a situation like that must be quite overwhelming. Um, But let's just start out with getting to know you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Where are you based and I guess what do you do for work? So I live in Moama, New South Wales. It's on a border town of Victoria. So it's about three hours north of Melbourne. Um, I'm a biosecurity officer. Uh, Layman's terms, I spray weeds. Um, But there's a lot more fun stuff to do with that. My hobbies are plants. So I kill them for a living and buy them in my spare time. (laughs) It's very contradictory. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of getting into that role, um, how did you get into that? Did you study? So I worked on a dairy farm and a few different farms prior to moving from the West Coast to Victoria and then up to regional Victoria, New South Wales as such. And then I sort of just I fell into the position, I suppose. I was in and out of work at the time. I studied agriculture for a little bit um, and, yeah, fell into the role. Love it. Been in it for over a year now and probably won't change for any time soon. <laughs> oh, awesome. And what was it like relocating from the city out to regional Victoria? I love it. So I've lived in four different states before I turned 20 and three out of four of those states were in the city, including well, actually four out of four were in the city. I actually met someone and moved up here with him. He's from here. So, yeah, no, I absolutely love it. Oh, that's awesome. And let's talk about, so after finishing high school, for example, what were you like with money back then? Oh, shocking, horrible. Anyone who knows me knows that I would live like three days of the week and then have no money for the rest. So... <laughs> <laughs> I lived, I lived a very social life and with that came money and it was constantly, hey, mom, can I have some money, please? Yeah, absolutely. So what, were, what would you say some of the bad financial decisions you probably made in your late teens and early 20s were? Getting a car loan at 18 that I couldn't really afford, um, just never, ever saving anything. I was a chronic spender. Yeah, chronic spender. <laughs> yeah, so... When it got to the point where you decided to start paying off debt, you say you have $21,000. What did that consist of? So the $13,000 personal loan that actually refinanced a car loan, um, I decided to go on a holiday that I couldn't afford, so I paid out my car loan and then got a personal loan and that just sort of expanded the original loan of $6,000. And then I got a credit card. I had TAFE fees from when I was studying and up until a couple of years ago, I got into a really bad financial state and I had to move house and we ended up getting a payday loan, which was killer. 
absolute killer. Yeah. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what a payday loan is, it's usually um, a really quick turnaround time to get a little loan, but they have incredibly high interest rates. Do you remember what the interest rate on your one was? Easily would have been about close to 40-odd percent. Wow. That's absolutely insane. That's not the first one I've had either. Yeah, wow. So at what point did you decide, oh, enough's enough, I need to start getting out of this situation? I think it was when I had to be in that position to get that payday loan and it was sort of a really tough decision because we I needed to move house because the house we were living in was just shocking and we were actually going on a holiday a week prior to moving. So it was like, well, either move house or I can't afford to go this and, yeah. It was just a rocky situation. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of getting educated about money and having an understanding of money, was that something that was discussed in your family growing up or did you turn to podcasts or how did you kind of get an idea and get some motivation about money? Um, Growing up, money wasn't really a topic that we spoke about. Like my parents always encouraged me to save, but I'm very headstrong and I don't do things if I don't want to do them. (laughs) As, as much as I like to say I'm open to change, unless it's my choice, I don't. And then my best friend who lives in WA still, she's incredible with money and she got me onto a lot of podcasts. And from that, I would just binge watch because I spent so much time driving. I would just listen and listen and listen to actual my millennial money and she's on the money. They're my two favourite and they helped me get out of a lot of debt. That's amazing. So what were the first steps that you took towards becoming debt-free? What was your action plan? My action plan was I paid down the thing with the highest interest rate, which was the, while it was a loan, the payday loan, um, I needed that to go because it was we're paying something ridiculous like $300 a fortnight and it was, yeah, it just had to go for a tiny, tiny loan and I felt like we weren't getting anywhere so tried to bump that up so quickly and I think I got to the point that one week I literally had no money because I had $400 left on it and I'm like no I just I'll have no money for the week I just want to get rid (laughs) of it and I got rid of it and closing that was the first one and it was just such a relief and sort of after that I got I started with the smallest one and worked up. Mm -hmm. So did those little wins give you more motivation to keep going so you can see those debts clearing off? Yeah, yeah. So it was such a nice feeling. And then once I paid the first one off, I still wasn't really in that much of a better financial state because I put all of that money towards my personal loan. Um, I ended up getting a second job over the summer, which pretty much all went to the debt. And I'll be honest, coronavirus was probably the best thing that ever happened because it means I didn't go on two holidays that I couldn't afford. And (laughs) So all of my money went to that instead of going on a holiday. And I probably would still be in debt if I went on those holidays. So Yeah. So with that second job, what did you do for a second job? For anyone who's maybe considering getting some extra income to help pay down the debt, what did you do? Um, I just worked in hospitality. Ideally, I was only working two to three nights a week, but I was working up to six during the busy season. I was extremely burnt out. I'm not going to lie. It is really, really hard working two jobs but it was worth it in the end and it was only for a short term. It was only for a few months, so made it worth it. Yeah. And how long did it take in total to pay down the debt? From start to finish would have been 
roughly 12 months. Yeah. And what was what was your reasoning behind, um, you know, doing it the hard way and, and actually putting money onto it, onto the debt and paying that off quickly as opposed to, you know, what a lot of people consider to do, which is um, transferring onto an interest-free credit card or consolidating debt. Did that ever cross your mind? Um, consolidating and it did cross my mind, but I was sort of, in the mind frame, my credit rating is so crappy already. No bank's really going to accept my applications. Um, and I'm still nervous about it now because I do have a default on my file. And I'm pretty open about it now because the more people talk about money, the more normal it is, I guess. I think it's was such a taboo topic that it's just because no one talks about it. So it's just nice to actually talk about it and get it open that it's normal. You're young, you're stupid, most people are, and you grow up and you learn and you have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And you said obviously having a second job was hard because you, you get really burnt out, but what were some of the other um, struggles or challenges that came along with paying down that debt? Um, I worked out that just on one of my loans prior to paying out, I was paying roughly $1,500 a month on a tiny, tiny personal loan. So it would have only been... I think towards the end I only had $9,000 left on it and I was paying $1,500 a month. Um, I actually negotiated to pay out a lump sum because I sold my car. I had a, I had two cars at the time and I sold my nicer, fancier car, negotiated with the bank to pay out seven and a half. So And then it just wiped it, which was nice. It was done and it left me with a little nest egg of an emergency fund after I sold it. so Yeah, wow. And how did it feel when you, you know, for the, the first day you realised I don't have any more debt repayments? What did that feel like? I cried. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I pretty much called like five different people in tears being so excited. I'm like, I don't owe any money. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if it's happy tears or tears because now I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Did you do anything to celebrate? Yeah, I went on a bit of a spending spree, not going to lie, but <laughs> I had savings for the first time ever, so I was like, Whoa. Yeah, awesome. And and you said that you you thought, oh, what do I do now? What are you doing now? Now that you're debt-free, what's your plan? So my plan is to invest a little bit in sort of ETFs and stocks. Um, I would like to buy a property later on, but I've sort of – I've got this thing where I want to save my first property for like a serious relationship. It's just something that I want to do. Not to mention it's so much easier to buy in a couple than it is by yourself. So, but pretty much first and foremost, I am saving for a car that I've wanted for a very, very long time. Awesome. And do you have any um, strategies in place now around spending? Are you someone who uses a spending plan or a budget or are you just a bit more mindful now? What do you do? going to plug Glenn but I use his spending plan. That Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a savings target that I try to hit each week or each fortnight because I get paid on a fortnightly basis. I do have a few different savings account that my target goes in one and then I've got a little slush fund if I want to spend more than my allocated amount each sort of fortnight. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And if you could go back to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I'd probably slap her, to be honest, and be like, don't get into bloody debt. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't be stupid. Yeah. If you do it, pay it off. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if you could share some words of motivation to listeners out there who may be about to commence their debt-free journey or they might be nervous about actually taking that jump, what would you tell them? It sucks. It's okay to cry. It's going to be hard. Really don't focus on your saving, just focus on paying it down. Like Glenn says on his podcast, for those that listen to My Millennial Money, buy the best car you can, ego can afford. I hated the car that I drive now. I still hate it. But I selling my good car pretty much got me out of debt and that's fine. I can wait a little while to get the one that I actually want. But, yeah, just knuckle down, get it done. It's the easiest way to go. Any other words of wisdom you'd like to share or any tips for people that are looking to get out of debt? Talk about it more. So talk to your friends and family. I found the more I spoke about it to my friends and family, the more accountable it kept me because they were constantly like, how much have you paid? How far off have you? And it helps normalise it as well. I just, It's nice to get rid of the stigma around having debt, being young, being shit with money essentially. Awesome. So good. If anyone's listening um, and they have any more questions or just want clarification on any part of your debt-free journey, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram. It's at Geordie Graydon, J-O-R-D-I-G-R-A-D-O-N. Perfect. So people are okay to reach out to you and ask questions if they need to? Of course. Of course. Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jordy, for joining us today. I think that was really, really helpful insight into a real world case of someone who absolutely smashed their debt um, and is now clearly a lot happier for it. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, guys. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289.